Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about our favorite holiday watches. That's right. Uh, it is currently Hanukkah as we're recording, and it is Christmas in like 10 days or something. Nonsense. 14 days from yesterday, right? It's Christmas on a Monday. That's weird. But anyway, we're going to go and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Yes. So um, we are going to be talking about our top three each. We didn't we didn't combine and make a, a podcast standard list. We each have our own because we yeah. are we're our own people. Um, so but stick <laughs> stick around. You don't have to worry about spoilers. Uh, so no spoiler warning today. Um, but we'll get to that in segment three. But first, in segment one, Dylan, what did you find this week? What kind of news we got? All right. So. We can start off with some Oscars race news. Yes. And by that, I mean the first major award show to announce their nominees, which is the Golden Globes. Yes. They have a, a, you know, I'm sure everyone knows, but they have the, a not like great past uh, with the, their voting group not being very diverse. And that's correct. They had lots of conflicts with like bribery, conflicts of interest, stuff like that. Oh, did they? they shut down a few years ago. They haven't had an award show in a couple of years. This is their first award show back. I forgot that. Re- yeah. They said they've restructured and they mm. have a bunch of new, they have a bunch of new members now. Sure um, they do. It, well, they definitely, I don't know about the restructuring, but they definitely have all the new members um, that better reflect, you know, <laughs> right. People, I guess. Um, you mean it's not just a bunch of old white people? No, they were forced to, let in other people uh, um, uh, and now they're going to be on CBS they were traditionally on NBC and Golden um, Globes so, is what Hollywood Foreign Press right is that yeah the, mm-hmm. yeah okay so it's like you would think it's not white not all white people you, right even you, though yeah it no. still is cool American and European got uh, it writers well I'm glad they um, are um, moving forward and this was like very much a boys club too it was like a small i think it was like 100 people or so it was not like it's not like the oscars where it's thousands of people voting it's like a very small group of people so it's like super toxic but sure, um, of course they're back and better than ever and there's no <laughs> problems and there never were um no problems i don't know her yeah exactly um they have like i will say like i'm not quite sure about diversity but they have like kind of nominated like some cooler like maybe younger movies you know what I mean? Like ones that maybe aren't as like dusty <laughs> as usual. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, of like course. a salt, like a salt bird or a bow is afraid rather than, you know, killers of the flower. I'm like, both are nominated, but you know what I mean? Of course. Right, right, right. It's not just all <laughs> the Marty scores, whatever Marty Scorsese picture is out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, But they do the movies and, and uh, TV and uh, Barbenheimer is leading with eight nominations each. We knew it would happen. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying okay. to think of like what the best ones to read are. The best, they do musical and comedy and they do drama, you know? Okay. So TV and movie, musical and comedy. The TV uh, comedies are The Bear, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry. You know what's amazing? Because uh, I've watched none of those. You have to watch The Bear. That's so good. It's an FX I- show. It's on, Hulu. it's on Disney now. You can watch it. FX. Yeah. Did you see Hulu's now on Disney Plus? If you have the duo, I have the trio with the ESPN. You need to log into your Disney because the Hulu app sucks. So now you it, can the watch Hulu all app the, is so bad. You can watch all the Hulu stuff on Disney Plus. It's way better. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. FX is on there. Like everything's there. It's really good. Dang, anyway, that's the way to be. Okay. It is. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. Best picture musical comedy was yeah. Barbie. Okay. Four things. American fiction. I haven't seen that one yet. The holdovers. May December and Air. Um, I've seen I know Barbie. We're gonna, we're gonna see Poor Things. You've seen Barbie. And we're seeing Poor um, Things for sure. I want to see American yeah. Fiction and I want to see Holdovers. I didn't really care. Air looked all right. That's the movie. But yeah, Jordan's, I don't care either. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I don't know what May December is. May December is so good. It's a movie with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. It just came okay. out on Netflix last week. It's a. It's loosely based on. Um, that like teacher who started a relationship with one of her students and had kids with them, and it's like okay. mostly based on a real story. But Natalie Portman is playing an actress who is gonna play Julianne Moore in a movie, so she okay. goes to live with her for a little bit to learn about her. And Julianne okay. Moore lives. That with sounds this great. Kid. It's like a dark comedy. I know it's weird to say it's a comedy with what it's based on, but no, that sounds like, great, dude. It was amazing. Uh, Natalie Portman. They both kill it every time. Of course. Yeah. Um, Okay. Best picture uh, drama was Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, which is the Bradley Cooper directed Netflix biopic, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. Did you see Past Lives? I can't remember. No, I didn't. Okay. That one came out a long time ago. It's one of the A24 ones. It was really good. But Past Lives. um, That doesn't even sound familiar. So the twelve that I just read are are the Oscars hopefuls, basically. Like, okay, Oscars sure. will nominate ten, ten of these twelve, basically. And there's some every once in a while there's some kind of random upset, but probably not. We'll see. Um, hmm. some other highlights were surprises were Joaquin Phoenix got nominated for Bo is Afraid, which didn't get any yes. nominations anywhere. So that's really cool. Um, so did the two leads of Saltburn. Um, did you end and... up seeing Bo is Afraid, Dylan? I don't remember. Yeah, we reviewed okay. it. Okay, I couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I loved it. He was I know so we good. reviewed it. I, it's five out of five. Never gonna. I'll never see another movie like it. It's incredible. <laughs> Agreed. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. No. But I'll never see another movie like it. Yeah, and that's what, it's and nice that's what you surprised. want. I love it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so now we have our shortlist. So that's cool, I guess. That is cool. Oh, the other talking point is their new category, the... Oh, Yes. Cinematic or box office achievement. What does that um, mean? Which is Barbie, Guardians 3, John Wick, Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, honestly, what give is, it to, give you it to tell Taylor. Me, what, is the, what does the category mean, first of all? Cinematic and box office achievement. I think that is the Who Saved the Theaters Award, right? Is what I think is what that is. But, you, can't, that. but you don't do that every year. Because you only need to save the theaters once, hopefully. Um, but in that answer, it would either have to be a dead heat between Barbie and Oppenheimer, or you give it to Taylor Swift. Because, yeah, like the the Ares thing was like this crazy, like pheno- I didn't see it, but like it was like this crazy phenomenon of just everybody was doing it. I saw the TikToks and they were selling out show times, like selling out movie theaters in twenty twenty three. See, that's what I, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like you either just give it to Barbie because it made the most money. Like, I don't really see how they judge this because the box office achievement is the one that made the most money, in my opinion. Right. That, that's, that, that's a, that is measurable. Or, or you go the route, which I don't think they are, which is like, 
against all odds it made more money like maybe godzilla minus one it was made right for under 15 million but it was like a huge and like no. not in english and you know and I have, like i have like, a story about that actually yeah so like things like taylor swift things like godzilla you know it's weird to lump those together or like the demon slayer <laughs> very anime, similar you know like something like that's not a an I, achievement I, I, in its I, own right or like barbie who's a made more money for uh, most money for a movie directed by a woman ever you know like some like, kind of achievement like that i don't understand guardians john wick or super mario brothers being on this list i, like, I mean super Bar- mario made a bunch of money okay they all did Miss Impossible flopped, so I don't understand why that's on here at all. But it was so cool. I liked it, it, but it didn't make money. It's true, but like, I so Barbie, obvious. I don't need to talk about that. Oppenheimer, obvious. I don't need to talk about it. Um, Taylor Swift, I already said. Mission Impossible makes sense to me. It was a really cool cinematic experience. It got me, who doesn't like action movies typically, to really enjoy it. And I popped for all the cool stunts. I I loved it. And Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse was a true cinematic experience like that one that movie hits different in the theater i think i could be wrong i haven't watched it at home yet but it's just such a visual movie and seeing it it's on the huge a... screen true it's just such a vague category because well, those are like two it. categories those are those are two true. categories that don't match like what cinematic experience and then who sold the most tickets <laughs> it's giving oscars to your moment yeah and also I know they do this to get more viewers to get regular movies in here, but your two huge contenders for best picture are Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like you already have the right, the big like thing that everyone saw in the running. So you don't need this this year. I feel like it's like how in Oscars, like you shouldn't have best foreign language nominated for the same for also for best picture. Cause like, well, if, if it doesn't win, like, well, I know what the best foreign language film is. If it's also nominated for best picture and all these other foreign languages aren't, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it's difficult. Anyway, um, what are the goals? I mean, that Globes? happened here. I think best foreign lang- like like uh, past lives is one of the foreign language ones, even though it's American. I don't know. <laughs> it's a whole thing. God. Um, what, the Golden Globes are, I don't know, February, March, or okay. January. <laughs> so next so year, sometime. January seventh. So right around the corner. Wow. Um, okay. Okay, sure I'll we'll go... be doing a show on that. Of course. And the Oscars and, and the Critics' Source Awards. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we got a couple announcements at the Game Awards. Yes. Um, I think... Uh, which which game won? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with the Game Gate. Awards. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Yeah. yeah. That course. game has just we, been everywhere. We do. Yeah. Um, but they announced a couple comic booky uh, games. They announced a Blade game from Bethesda, which Microsoft bought a couple years ago, I think. And they have a little trailer for it too. Yeah, a little. I didn't realize at first, but they have a little announcement trailer. It doesn't it's tell be you third anything. person, story based, rated M, presumably has no date. Um, Just like the movie. <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if they came out the same time? Like, I don't know. I the ben- the one benefit of the movie being delayed so long, right? Um, I don't I mean, know. What, how do you feel about that? Would you? I mean, I, I, I think a Blade game sounds cool. I think that's definitely a, a character that fits well for a solo gameplay experience. Like, uh-huh. um, I think that makes a lot of sense, and you can tell a really different type of story. It's not just going to be. I mean, obviously, Spider Man is very successful in the s- solo superhero games, but superhero games typically aren't great. Yeah, because they 
uh, my my thing with superhero games is that it's hard because they're so powerful. Like Superman as a game sucks because you you can't. It's why it's why superhero role playing games are hard because it's like you, they just win everything. It's just it, why is this? You fun? gotta nerf them. Yeah, you have to nerf them. You have to play like street level heroes or whatever. And Blade is that, and is a solo character by by design. So like this is a really great idea for a, like a single player game. Well, to build off what you're saying, I kind of feel that this next game understands what you just said and like works against it, which is the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League trailer. Yes. Um, game trailer, and I think it it like factors in what you're saying because it's the street level people versus the the gods, right. you know. This, so I think it I works in that way. And the trailer um, was good too. Yeah, they gave more story. Talked about how the Justice League was infected by Brainiac. Apparently, Wonder Woman isn't. I guess he wasn't able to get her. This kind of Wonder Woman teaming up the Suicide Squad, which is Boomerang, <laughs> King Shark, Harley Quinn, Harley. and uh, the Deadshot. rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out February second. It it's looks the good. Multiplayer. I, yeah. I feel like we've been talking about this game for years. Back when Ron it's was been delayed so long. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hopefully, it fares better than Gotham Knights, which kind of came and flopped and went. Um, yeah. I think it looks good. A lot of people think it I looks do too. Like mid, but I think maybe they're just like soured on all these mid superhero games. So I mean, I get that. It I might mean, be bad. I have no idea, but I think it looks cool. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna buy it, but. Maybe when it's on sale for $9.99. Sure. I mean, is it multiplayer? <laughs> yeah, it's four player. There we go. I think. Um, Whatever. I'm just waiting for fun. GTA 6 in 2025. That looks really cool. This looks so good. Um, my next one is some DC casting news. Uh-huh. We have Sean Gunn <laughs> playing Maxwell Lord in the downgrade. Presumably in Superman or other properties, like several things going forward. Downgrade. He's replacing Pedro Pascal, who played him in Wonder Woman 1984. This is his third role in the current DCU. Um, he play, He's playing Weasel. He's playing G.I. Robot in the Creature Commando show, and then also Maxwell Lord. So presumably the can other we, two are, vo- are voice roles. Can we not? <laughs> um, I've seen like a lot of like actually back and forth about this. How do you, how do you feel about it? I think it's silly. I also am... I know it's a hot take. I'm not the biggest James Gunn fan, and I don't. Sean Gunn's fine. He, do, I, I don't, I don't like have any vendetta against Sean Gunn or anything. It's just it makes me annoyed. But, yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with Sean Gunn. I like, I like Craglin a lot. Craglin's great, um, but I feel like that's the note that he hits. And is that Maxwell Lord? Like that seems really weird to me. It's a it's really out of left field. Like Weasel, yeah. sure. GI Robot, sure. Vo- like he's a voice guy, or he's a he's a funny guy. Maxwell Lord. <laughs> okay. Well, he's lucky his brother is running DC. Um, no kidding. I think the issue, like, there's obviously like nepotism in every casting and every movie. I feel like in some or in most movies, you know. Yeah. But like the the problem here is that the, the perception is that Gunn is choosing his. His favorites over fan favorites like Henry Cavill and stuff like that. You know, I'm of not course. saying I want Henry Cavill to stick around, but you can't justify getting rid of people when you're keeping your friends. Like it just doesn't. You know what I mean? It, right. it looks I, weird. It just looks bad. It's it's a bad look for sure. Now will he be good? Maybe. Uh, I'm. You don't want to. You don't want to start the narrative that you're choosing. You're not choosing the best people. You know, that's just that's not how the like foot you want to get off on. But who knows. Um, we'll see. Okay. 
I have one more news. Okay. Uh, we got some uh, updates on the MCU animated projects coming out next year, which is only a month away. Um, they screened uh, What If Season 2, which is about to come out this week. Wow. Question is mark? it really? Question okay. mark? Wow. Yeah. I remember it. It's remember it was like, yeah, whatever. It's a it's the daily drop until uh, December 30th. I just don't remember how many episodes. So I can't do the math. But um, they screened the first two episodes for critics at like Disney Studios or whatever. Um, but then they surprised them with a little sizzle reel on the 2024 animated slate. They confirmed that X-Men 97 is coming out this year. We've also known about Spider-Man freshman year, which is we've seen art for it and updates and stuff like that. And they've now retitled it to Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. So I feel like maybe okay. is a better name if you want to age him at any point, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't be all within the same year. Um, but then they announced a show we didn't know about, which is called Eyes of Wakanda. And it says uh, it will people are guessing based on the footage they filmed that it focused on the war dogs, the undercover spies for Wakanda, like throughout the world. But hmm. I think it's a cool way. I'm hoping it's in universe because it'd be a cool way to flesh out the like Wakanda itself. I think Wakanda needs more world building. It's already like really well established but it's like i want to spend more time there other than two years every five i mean like two hours every five years you know like right it deserves more so i think that's a cool idea for a show i I do too i think that's cool and i think that it's funny i i saw the 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 headline about the wakanda show saying that marvel quietly announced announces or whatever like is it quietly but um i didn't they quietly announce anything no what does that even mean? Um, but I'm excited about that for sure. Of all the of all the properties that you listed, that's the one that I think I'm most excited to see. I need you to get hyped for X Men '97. I mean, I do like the X Men. So, did you watch the '90s show? The one like the did original? you grow up with it? Or... Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's cheesy and corny and campy and. I don't. I hope it. I hope it doesn't do the thing where they try to be cheesy, corny, and campy, and it falls flat. And it's I think they're definitely going to try. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it'll fall flat or not, but we'll see. I guess, I guess um, we'll see. But I think that's all my news. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine PM Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to go first, and I'm picking a graphic novel, Dylan, called a, a Call to Cthulhu. It is a from previously from Kickstarter, but now available at a comic book shop near you. Um, it's a, an anthology of several different artists reinterpreting the works of H.P. Lovecraft in several different really neat-looking styles and taking some liberties with the text, which is necessary. Um, looks really, really cool, and I know Clear Lake has a few copies, so there's that for you. Cool. Come check it out. Mine is a DC anthology called DC's, uh, DC's Twas the 
Might Before Christmas, number one. It's a uh, holiday-themed um, anthology. Eight eight tales from a bunch of like heavy hitter writers. It looks pretty cool. Nice. Very cool. Um, okay, getting into my news. I have uh, Godzilla Minus One, as we mentioned earlier. Um, it is now the all-time highest-grossing live-action Japanese film in U.S. history, which is pretty cool. Oh. Yep. Um, it is uh, hit 17 million in the U.S. alone. Um, nice. And what was this budget? Like 15 million or like nothing? Um, yeah, or less. Yeah. Um, but it's at 42.35 million worldwide, which is obviously incredible. So Toho is enjoying a tremendous amount of success about this. Um, I feel like they didn't market it at all. No. Kind of had to know. But, well, the, the thing about that is tied into my next story, Dylan. Godzilla Minus One is extending its theatrical run in the U.S. Um, so, you know, typically we are in the day and age where movies are in theaters for a month and then are on streaming uh, God, and then they're gone. Godzilla is going to be around for a little bit longer. Um, it doesn't have an end date yet, but um, it is um, staying in theaters, but it's expanding to more theaters. It's going to be in uh, 2,500 locations total in the U.S. and Canada. Um, nice. starting last weekend. So that's it's a box office achievement. It is, but <laughs> not recognized. Mm, not recognized, apparently. Um, but that's cool. Uh, if you have not yet to, gone to go see Godzilla minus one, definitely you should go do that because there's a bunch of new movies coming out in the next couple of weeks. This like is the season to dump movies in theaters before the end of the year for Oscar reasons. So, mm-hmm. or because you have to put Aquaman out sometime. Um or Twonka. Yeah, that's that that too. Um but yeah, so go see Godzilla minus one. It's worth it's definitely worth checking out in theaters. Um I only have a couple more pieces of news here. Uh Terrifier 3 news, Lauren Lavera, who was the main character in Terrifier 2, um, has signed on to reprise her role as Sienna in the Christmas slasher sequel, which um we are of course not surprised about, but excited about. Um, quote, I'm re- I'm thrilled to be returning to, t- to Terrifier 3. Damien's vision for my character was special and how he's set to take it to an entirely new level. It's been surreal to witness the immense connection and support from fans for Sienna, and I applaud Damien for introducing a strong female character, the angel-dressed heroine who gets to face off against Art the Clown's merciless ways. I can't wait for you to see the next chapter of Sienna as Damien dives deeper into her backstory. Um, and Sienna, so that is true. So if you haven't seen the Terrifier movies, she is... The first Terrifier movie is just a bunch of loosely connected you know, murder scenes, basically. There's minimal yeah. plot in the first Terrifier. And Terrifier 2 definitely has plot. And it is centered around this main this main character. And she does great. And you connect with her. Uh, she's really good. So that's exciting that she's coming back. That's um, cool. Yes. A couple filming and release date announcements. Saw 11, Dylan. It's going to come. It's coming out September 27th. Soxie. Soxie. September 27th, 2024. Tobin Bill's Jigsaw Return this year is a huge success. Uh, got a ton of money, $107 million worldwide, uh, but it's also the best-reviewed Saw movie of all time. Um, no director has been announced yet, but we do know that it's coming out September 27th of next year. Um, and Tobin Bell's coming back. So I don't... We're just going to keep doing prequ- prequels. Kind of weird. Let's hold it a new franchise in the middle of your other franchise. I mean, they really messed up by killing Jigsaw. Like that—that that was a mistake. Just reboot it. I mean, just bring him back. 
just bring yeah, it back it in continuity. Is, it, is anyone going to care about the about the no. the scientific accuracy of resurrecting Jigsaw? I don't remember no, how he died. He might have been like blown up into smithereens or something. But like you could clone him or something, right? Like just cl- just give me a ten minute sequence where they figure out how cloning works and they bring him back. Yeah, he wanted his legacy to live on, so he made a clone. Right. Um. Yes. Also, so um, filming news: Stranger Things season five is finally getting underway this coming January. Uh, in the wake of the uh, Raiders Guild and SAG after strikes being resolved, um, Stranger Things is finally kicking off in a matter of weeks. Uh, quote, things are still in flux, but according to multiple sources, Monday, January 8th is a target start date, with January 5th also being mentioned. So this is apparently the final season of the Netflix uh, series. So we don't know the much more. Well, absolutely. But, well, yeah, there already is a spinoff. With that. They had the animated one, right? Um that's coming oh, yeah. out How about that um but so yeah i don't know when this is actually going to release uh, probably 2025 but filming is about to begin in a couple of weeks so that is very exciting and as i always say i forget how much i love stranger things until there's a new stranger things coming out so um i just feel like it's getting distracting the 30 year old middle schoolers a little bit that yeah millie Bobby brown is like 27 i feel like at this point you know i, I know Oh, man, are they gonna age her up at all, or or age them? Up? Like they, we keep wondering if they're gonna do that, and they never do. But right, who knows? not even Millie Bobby Brown. Honestly, no. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, come on, man. And Will and, also. And Will Will looks like he Will definitely pays taxes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, um, the big news of the week, uh, as far as I'm concerned, to as of today. Oh. Dune Part Two. We got a we got a third trailer for next year's sequel. Um, yes, uh, coming out March first, twenty twenty four, uh, probably. I don't know. Why. It's been pushed back enough. I'm sure it's done. It looks like uh, it. Yes, uh, coming to theaters is Dune Part Two, directed by the uh, by Denis Villeneuve, starring everybody that you know, and, and bringing some new people into it like uh, Florence Pugh, Lea Seydoux, um, and Christopher Walken. I forgot he was in it until I saw him in the trailer. I'm like, what is he doing here? I didn't no, like that. I love Christopher Walken. Okay, but like, I do too. But like, we were talking he about this. Belong in the Dune universe. Look, Christopher Walken from the '70s belongs in the Dune universe. Like, he was a very serious actor at one point. Like, you ever seen the Deer Hunter? He's tremendous. He's not funny. He's not goofy. He is not the Walken that you know. Um, but he's a tremendous dramatic actor. Um. Anyway, does he have to talk like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's doing an impression of himself. I, he's a caricature. Look, I'm gonna I'm, before we talk about Dune, I want to talk about my favorite Christopher Walken moment in all of cinema history. Have you ever seen Annie Hall, the Woody yeah. Allen movie? Mm-hmm. I, that's my favorite Christopher Walken bit in, of anything is when he's talking to Woody Allen about how sometimes when he's driving along the road at night, he like to he imagines driving head on into the traffic or whatever. And he's just staring off in the distance. I just love that part so much. And then they cut to him having to drive Woody Allen home. It's well, that's silly, goofy. <laughs> yeah, but like, but he's not being silly, goofy. The yeah, scene you're is right, silly, you're goofy. Right. He he, because he's he's playing his character from the Deer Hunter in that in that movie. Um, but anyway, um, Dune trailer number three. I don't even remember the other two trailers. Uh, they were just vibe trailers, as I recall. Um, this really looks. We get a lot out of this trailer. You get so much. You get the Benedictine. You get the Saidina, you get uh, all sorts of stuff. 
What did you think about this trailer, Dylan? Um, it got me very hyped for the movie. I kind of like, I don't know, the churn of it coming and going is like making my excitement fizzle away. I completely um, agree. If this movie had come out a year ago when it was supposed to or whatever, I would have. Yeah. So I'm excited, but like I feel like I feel like I'll get a lot more excited when it's about to come out because then it'll become real. But at this point, I'm like, oh, I still can't wait to eventually one day see that. This is how I feel right now. Um, Are you going to reread the book? No, I don't think so. But because okay. <clears throat> this is just covering the second half of the first book, which I already read. Right. I mean, if it was, I know they're saying he's saying he's going to do a third one and he's almost done with the script. So. Yeah, Dune Messiah. He has. Said oh, that. continue reading if that actually happens. I know it depends on if this makes any money, but um, it, it has. I almost to. felt like they showed too much in this, but it was like what they did. showed was good. I liked it. A lot. I don't think they did. I think I think also a lot of what they're showing. Um, I'm thinking are so there's a part where Paul's having or Muad'Dib is having uh, prophetic dreams of like potential futures or whatever. So I think there's some of that that we're seeing of like that's not actually happening. Um, oh yeah, that's true. But I'm I, I'm thinking that's my guess. Um, but also I got I love that we got such a more diverse look at the Bene Gesserit and the Fremen um, uh, Reverend Mothers. They look so cool, mm-hmm. man. They do, yeah. Um, I I I'm so excited, and I love that they still haven't called him Wadib in the trailer. They're waiting. They're, they're they're saving that for the movie. Maybe that's hard to pull off without context in a trailer, you know? Yeah, they never say like the goofy like he's the Kwisatz Haderach or whatever. They never say that in the trailers, you know? Where's your Gom Jabbar? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't say the Shai Halud in the trailer. But man, this movie looks so cool, Dylan. This movie looks so cool. We're going to see it soon. I'm so excited. But go check out the trailer if you haven't already. Um, that's it for my news this week. Let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited and signups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and it's time to talk about our top holiday watches. And I don't know about Dylan, but mine are all available to stream somewhere. So I've got recommendations for you. So oh, I, I should have looked that up. Uh, well, uh, Dylan, you've got time. There's uh, still time. Uh, okay. Yeah, there is still time. So we're going to talk about um, our top three in... My, I have, my number one is in order. Everything else is kind of amorphous and, you know, these are just some, like, revered movies. And I'm skipping some obvious things, right? As I'm sure Dylan would as well. Like, not not everything that you 
There's so I many. I did that too. Right. I didn't pick It's a Wonderful Life or anything. You know, like the staples right. that everyone knows. Yeah. I, I didn't pick a Christmas story, but I have a talking point about a Christmas story. So we'll get to that. Um, anyway, um, I'll start it off. My number three is a Rugrats Hanukkah, which is the Hanukkah special from 1996. And Rugrats is streaming on Peacock, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. But I think it's on Peacock. Um, okay. No, it's on it's on Hulu. Excuse me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it's it is a if you've never seen Rugrats, which I don't know how that's possible, or if you don't know what Rugrats is, it is babies, but they talk like us, but they talk like people, uh, grown ups, to an extent. Um, and it's the world through their eyes, and it is the the Rugrats going to a production of a play telling the story of Hanukkah. And it is uh, the, the the they sort of get transported into the story and they see themselves as the characters from the story and learn about the real reason for Hanukkah, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really cool because it's not something that you really get a lot of of representation yeah. of Hanukkah. And like if you if you Google right now, best Hanukkah movies, they all look so lame, Dylan. It's all like Hallmark movies, you know, it's like, hmm. Home for Hanukkah and two people smiling in front of a menorah. Like this is like who wants to watch this? That's give me lame. something. Give me something good. Like give me something I can sink my teeth into. And this is great. And and Tommy Pickles, um, and honestly, all the characters dressed up as their uh, Macca babies outfits are they're so iconic. They, they make like pins of them. I have a button up T shirt from Roosevelt's of them. It's great. Oh wow! So if you've never seen it, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. I didn't know that existed until you just brought that up. That's really cool. It's awesome. It's really, really good. It's worth watching. Um, my pick. I tried to like. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna preface by saying I'm not like the biggest Christmas movie or holiday movie fan. I Me neither. Like. Me neither. Um, but the, but there's certain things that I watch every year or like kind of watch every year, you know. And these are all I, on that list. I very rarely revisit things, but every once that is I true. Do, but, um. So mine are like a little bit arbitrary, but they're ones I just really like. So um, sure, the there's only some recency bias, which my, with my first one, which is the holdovers, which is in theaters. Now. It's on I streaming. I want to see it. It's really good. Oh, it's um, on streaming. It's not streaming. Oh, it's just in theaters, okay. or it might be. You never know. What to, now we're doing in today's come out so quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Dad. It's probably on like YouTube or something. Um. Right. So it is. It's directed by <laughs> Alexander Payne. Where's the streaming? YouTube, I can, I can, I can rent it. Oh, on, okay. It's I one of those it's like, twenty dollars at home rentals. Yeah, so it's video on demand right now. Um, right. it's about a group of kids at this school called Barton Academy, and they, for different reasons, have to stay at school for the holiday break. They, they're not going home. Um, and then this like kind of cold, like grouchy professor named uh, I can't remember his name. It's Paul, Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has to stay with them and babysit along with a. Um, like the school cook, uh, I don't remember her name, her character name. I'm bad with character names, but they basically, basically have to stay together and form a little family. And Paul Giamatti has like a bond that he forms with a trouble student. That's really touching too. And, um, this looks so good. And the trailer was great too. So yeah, it has like dead poet society energy. It's like vintage vibes too. Like very like grainy crackly <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's directed so, by alexander payne and he's directed yeah. one of my most favorite 90s comedies of election which one 
Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, with Matthew Broderick? It's so good. I think you'd really like this movie. Um, I, w- I want to see it so bad. Yeah. It's like warm and funny and hard. It's like... It's everything you want from a holiday movie. Yeah, it's movie. like a really good holiday movie. Yeah. And I know a lot of people haven't seen it, so it's a good one to rent this season. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, My number two, I'm also picking a TV, <laughs> a cartoon, which is not like me. Wow. From, okay. From 1987, A Garfield Christmas. And Dylan, nothing, okay. truly, nothing says Christmas time to me like this Garfield Christmas special. Have you ever seen it? No. I don't know. Oh, again. oh, my God. I love it so much. It's Garfield and John. J- John takes Odie and Garfield to his family's house for Christmas to meet his, to hang out with grandma and his brothers and whatever. Uh, Doc boy, I believe is the brother. And it's, okay. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an animated thing about the, the real reason, the, the real reason of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas and, and not, it's not about the giving. It's not about the getting. It's about the loving as uh, as grandma says, it's very sweet. That's cute. It's very, it's very good. It's, and it's one of those, like, um, to me, it's my Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, Okay. I don't. I don't love Charlie Brown Christmas, but I I will watch a Garfield Christmas every year. Don't care. Love it. And it, and and Grandma is the sweetest character. I I I she I I would die for her, Dylan. She's the best. Oh wow. Okay. She's she's voiced by Pat Carroll, who did um Ursula from the Little Mer- Little Mermaid and oh, lots of other things. Okay. She's great. Um, this is streaming on Peacock. So okay, cool. go watch it, everybody. If I assume a lot of you have seen it, but if you haven't, go watch it. So you're like the king of animation today. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, not my third one. Though. <laughs> um, I'm picking like a really basic one, but it's one that. Well, did you grow up with that one, the Garfield one? Yeah, it's from '87. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, one's. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is like a little dated, and uh, one I just grew up with, and it's Elf. Um, oh. I feel I'm, like I missed Elf a little bit. What year did Elf come out? Um, like early 2003. 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it, but I never like Elf has not gone away though. Like it's Elf still is, huge, I feel like. Yeah. Elf is as big as it has ever been. I think. I feel like it suffers from like number one, it resonates more if you're a kid, like I was at the time. Of course. And number two, like I think people got sick of that Will Ferrell like screaming uh persona, yeah. you know. Right, of but course. at that time that wasn't the case, you know. I've I don't know. Maybe I'm just remembering like with rose-colored glasses, but it's the it's directed by Ron Howard. It, I think well, everyone this knows is, what it is. This is in the early days of Will Ferrell screaming comedies, right? So, like, it, I yeah. don't think it was he was tired at this point. Like, by the time Semi Pro was coming out, you're like, all right, I cannot watch any more of this crap. Yeah, but this is so great. Can, this is classic. I can see why this wouldn't vibe with people, is what I'm saying. But I don't know why I feel the need to defend it so much. But um, no, I know I, like I get it. It's just like the perfect like fish out of water comedy. I don't know. It's like right. it's it is, and I think it's on Peacock. I think it's on Hulu and Hulu. Max. I didn't I didn't check Peacock, but it's okay. on both of those. Nice. Okay. Nice. It's on both. Interesting. Watch Elf anywhere. All right, <laughs> Elf anywhere. All right, my number one. It's a horror movie from 1974, mm-hmm. directed by Bob Clark, who also directed A Christmas Story. Which is really hilarious to me. Uh, this is Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas. Um, so this that means Bob Clark has directed two classic Christmas Christmas movies that are very very different. 
That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Um, yes. And this one, so 74, so it predates Halloween. Okay. Um, but it also doesn't doesn't create but pioneers the POV killer camera. Um oh, so, wow. okay. Yeah. So super influential and also uh very like has a strong feminist message too, which is really good. Uh, which you don't get a lot of from 70s horror movies, particularly. Like it's all about um it's about a sorority, right? Right. And okay, I was gonna say. And if I say it's about a killer stalking a bunch of sorority girls, you already you have a picture in your mind, and it's not that. Okay. It's not that. Like it talks about um the right to choose. It talks about all sorts of other things. It talks about women not being believed. It talks about, you know, control issues and relationships. And it's very interesting. It has a lot to say. And it also has some tremendously scary imagery. Uh the movie is very, very good. Um I need to watch it. Because it's the killer is yeah, this is not a surprise. The killer is like hiding in the attic of the sorority. You know this. This is not like, and he's like calling oh, it no, terrorizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, one of the best shots in the movie. I'm gonna send it to the uh, to the Discord. Dylan is you see this woman, um, being held captive, um, upstairs with a bag over her head, like a plastic mm-hmm. bag over her head, and you think she's dead. And then after, as they start to pan away, you see the bag suck in a little bit as she breathes there. You're like, oh my God, she's alive. It's like a huge, like, it's crazy. It's, this movie is so good and it is on Tubi. And oh, nice. Pluto, okay. and all, it's on Pluto, a lot of the free streaming services, but you know, I will always put Tubi over whenever I get a chance. So um, Black Christmas, original one. The remake is fine. No, no, it's not. The remake is terrible. You see all the DC movies are coming to Tubi? <laughs> even like the Batman, like all the D- the discoveries licensing out all the DC to Tubi. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tubi, Tubi with a glow up or, okay, Tubi. <laughs> or is Batman slumming? I don't know. <laughs> you could look wow. at it either way, but I really need to see this. I saw the, I think we've reviewed the, there's remake. two remakes. Oh, well the most recent one. Okay. Cause I, I, we did not review the most recent we one. We didn't, we didn't go to that together. I don't remember. Um, there was, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. There's a 2006, which is terrible. And there's a 2019, which I don't think I saw. Um, okay. I, yeah, I definitely did not see the 2019. Okay. So 2006 yeah. is horrendous. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed either. Yeah. Okay. The 2019 one is like bad, but like, I feel like it aged well. It's like a Jennifer's body situation. I don't okay. know. The first. <laughs> I mean, also, it, 1974 Black Christmas is not subtle. I don't want to, like, it is very, its message is not subtle remotely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's fine. But, but that's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, I know the new one's really different, so I could probably still watch it with fresh. The new one's about, like, a uh, brainwashed fraternity, kind of, like, um, hunt, hunting the sorority. I don't know. It's, like, it's really complicated, but it's, like, it's campy. Like, the... I think the first line of the movie is, um, oh my God, I haven't examined 10 minutes and I can't find my diva cup. (laughs) It's like like funny. The movie's funny. Um, Okay, that's pretty good. And it's like written and directed by women. It's like, I don't know. It's campy. I like it. Um, But it's not at all like what you described. Right. Uh, That's funny. um, Okay, but my final one, my final pick is like, Okay, wait, let me preface. Michael, are you 
where do you stand on the is it a Christmas movie debate with all these like all these movies? You know how it, it comes up I, every I, year. I, I hate with, it. I, I hate it too. It's I hate to the, I hate the I have a hot take, but Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. Shut up. I agree. It's so annoying. I hate that. I hate that. It's not a cute opinion. It's a. Is it? Does it take Who place cares? on Christmas? Yeah. Whatever. Does it take place on Christmas? It's a Christmas movie. All right. Relax. Gatekeeping Christmas. Who cares? You know? Yeah. Right. Does someone wear a Santa hat? Whatever. All right. It's a Christmas movie. Do you, whatever. If you like it at Christmas, that's cool. Whatever. Right. So is it a, a Christmas movie? You know. Cool. You know. There's plenty of movies that you can that you you could view as a Christmas movie that have nothing to do with Christmas. They're maybe they're just about family or togetherness or whatever vibe the holiday season means to you and you just watch it every year and it's a comfort movie and then the, yeah. then you know what that's a christmas movie but anyway don't why what you got die hard or something no i have little women um <laughs> the new one the, yeah the new one okay it's my one of my favorite women. movies i love the movie so much it's the greta gerwig one yeah is it a holiday movie i don't know it's bookended it's by wintery. christmas yeah it takes place almost all in the winter and it starts with christmas it ends with the next christmas it takes yeah. us a lot during Christmas time. That's acceptable. It's not, That's a Christmas movie. It's not about Christmas, though, sure. which I think would be the argument against it. But it's like, I feel like Christmas movies have like the warm, fuzzy, familial aspect of it. Dylan, I literally picked the, the horror movie, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I don't need to convince you, but yeah. I can see, I could hear people being like, That's not a Christmas movie. It's not about the spirit of Christmas. But <laughs> um, go watch Garfield for that, okay? Garfield will help you out. Yeah, it's about. You know, it's in the it's 1860s. Good. Meg, Joe, Beth, Amy, growing up during the Civil War. Um, and it's like Bob sad, but heartwarming, funny. It's like so well acted. It's got the perfect warm, fuzzy holiday vibes. So it's, it does. It, it's, it's my favorite Christmas movie. It's good. Is it? Is that streaming anywhere? I don't think so. I A24. couldn't find it. Let's say twenty four. I tried to look right? it up. No. No. Oh, also, it came out on Christmas Day. So did it really? Because we reviewed it, didn't we? Or did we not? I saw it in theaters. Probably with you. Sir. Whatever. We probably saw it on Christmas Eve or something. I don't know what I saw this week. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.